0: T-T-B Music Podcast
1: Yeah, it's the podcast <coughs> And it's still got just What's up the old days? It's like about it's, well, hardly a month since we last one It's the oh, so. last one <laughs> <It's> two, <laughs> two. <laughs> See, so yeah, we used to do that regularly, yeah. like, like a month went by with we the podcast, it was like then... In Your House, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> things happened, Yeah, and then other things happened. And then other things happened yeah. on top of that. Yeah. Anyway, oh, well. podcast four of the year, uh, and the six albums we are looking at talking about this time round are Wolf Alice Blue Weekend, The Anchoress, The Art of Losing, Bachelor Doom in Sun. Black Committee Cavalcade, The Veronicas, Godzilla, and Weezer, Van Weezer. Cool. So we'll kick off with the third album uh, from Wolf Alice. Oh. Uh, their second album, uh, Visions of Life, which we reviewed on Podcast 9 2017, oh, for nice. Those who want to uh, nice. go back and listen to that, very good. Received universal acclaim from the music critics, including one Peter Canane. Oh. <laughs> um, and whilst I liked it, I still felt it was kind of short of. Being ah, what I kind okay. of thought was yeah. great, um, okay. but you know, Mercury Prize and yeah. a- agreed with you and pretty much everybody else that had it in the top five albums of that year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's four years on since that record came out. Gosh. Uh, is it a welcome return, Pete?
0: Yes, definitely. Um, it has probably been. Uh, it's probably. I am trying to remember a time that I, I've listened to a record. All the way through, yeah, and then put it straight back on, uh, and then put it straight back on again, ooh. and then suddenly hours pass, and I'm like, "Am I listening to this for the fourth time running?" <laughs> it's been seriously, it's been years since I've listened to a re- to an album like that, um, so uh, probably since 2017. Um, so I mean, I think to, that just speaks volumes about how I feel about this record. I love this record. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's awesome it's everything I wanted it to be it's everything I wanted it to be back in 2017 as well mm-hmm. um, and I remember you know there, there was the track on the track on there Don't Delete the Kiss, Kisses which is an absolute classic of theirs which I felt you know emotionally moved by in a, in a sort of John Peel talking about teenage kicks kind of way. Like yeah, yeah. but let's not go over that old ground again this album doesn't have one of those sort of instant classics like that But what it does have across the board is a real step up in quality across all of it. So to say this album doesn't have a Don't Delete, it actually has, you know, um, 10 tracks or so that are all of a a superb standard. Um, So I'm not even going to pick out the tracks I like. I mean, I will say that there are tracks that I do like and there there are definite moods of the album as well, where it does move from very loud, post-punk, very mm. driven indie, very similar to some of their earlier work. Um, and then, of course, there are the softer moments, the more psychedelic moments that we've heard from them previously as well. Um, I think Delicious Things is kind of the proper open, albumer, uh, open albumer, album open <laughs> album, album <laughs> opener album, opener. That as well. Yeah, that as well. It, is, it, it, it really sort of sets the tone of, a, you know, an ordinary band, an ordinary girl in an ordinary band now catapulted to, to extraordinary heights, um, such as the song is set in LA. LA yes. And, and it, you get that sort of, you, you kind of feel that this is where this band is going. They are quite rightly, I think, being lauded now as one of the strongest bands in the UK. Perhaps we haven't seen the like of this since those days of the Arctic Monkeys. Don't mm. want to say it. Yeah.
1: Um, loved it uh yeah I, I, I have to uh, pretty much agree I think um I think this album has slightly more for me at least I thought it had slightly more kind of pop sensibilities going through it than the the previous two records and slowed uh, definitely showed a progression from those two two records and one of the things I, I liked about it like, even though it's shown that progression as well is I still don't think they have a easily identif- identifiable ooh that's a Wolf Alice type song and I think that's a good thing because that actually, actually means that there's a variety in there mm. and I think that's one of the really strong things about this album from the kind of chugging um, building guitars on the, bi- on the beach yeah. opening track uh, yeah. um, through to the kind of almost Cocteau Twins-esque uh, lipstick yes. uh, when she does sound like she's channelling Elizabeth F- Fraser. Yeah. Um, and there's a track towards uh, the end as well um, what's it called uh, Feeling Myself which has that kind of uh, drums the massive attack Elizabeth yeah. Fraser teardrop kind of drums going yeah. going through it as well um, and then you've got um, Gentle Folk Sensibilities of uh, it's Safe From Heartbreak which is really 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 lovely um, and there's a track on it uh, two of the rockier tracks on it that Smile remind me of the Nova Twins album that we reviewed mm. last year Yeah, uh, very similar to that and I uh, say it? The Play the Greatest Hits song actually reminded me of Shampoo. Oh, yeah. No, and I'm,
0: I'm, not, I'm not
1: saying that's a bad thing as well, just, just, just for the record. Does it, does it, there's a riff in there. There's a real Nine Inch Nails
0: riff that I, I I keep sort of. I'm like, is that is that from. It's it's from sort of Fragile or With Teeth sort of yeah, era, yeah. of Nin. It's like, it's very. Anyway,
1: again, off track. Carry on. Sorry. But yeah, but, 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 but I think my favourite track on the album is actually uh, How. How can I make it? Mm. I think, which is kind of yes. pretty much bang smack in the middle of the album, yeah. pretty much, which I think is uh, just a perfect song. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's, a, it's it's this album delivers what for me the previous album didn't quite deliver, but was close, close to. Close to, I know exactly um, what you mean. And so, yep. the, so this one, I'm on board with the Lord it to high heaven um, brigade, and I expect this will appear in a lot of top fives come. The end of 2021. I suspect it'll be mine. Uh, I suspect suspect I'll just spoil the end of the year show. (laughs) (laughs) We move on to the second album, uh, The Anchoress, uh, Art of Losing, a second album from Catherine Ann Davies, a Welsh multi instrumentalist. Uh, It's her first album in five years, uh, produced and written by her and created having read around it in the aftermath of f- a few pretty shitty years where she could have lost her father, a baby, and has undergone treatment for cervical cancer. Um, so perhaps not surprising to find that it's a bit dark, lyrically. No, very. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, if you just pick a couple of tracks, I'll run them before I speak more broadly to the record, and The Art of Losing the Title track... Um, has lines in it like how much more can she take one more child one more rape now Mm. and also Mm. so what did you learn when life was unkind and there was some purpose to losing my mind and I know we're all ill at ease with questions of need absorbing ourselves in situations like these Uh, I think those two things comment quite broadly to what is happening in the album it does seem to be a lot of that kind of (sighs) Questioning yourself and almost trying to forgive yourself for guilt about things that have happened in your life and trying not to blame yourself for everything that's gone on in your life. Um, and all this coalesces around arguably the most powerful song of the album, which is 5am, which is you know, a very simple sounding song but is about the impact of a, a sexual assault, which draws on her own experience as a teenager. Um, so I'm probably making it sound rather <laughs> rather glum, um, but actually um, similar to the first album, I think this is an achingly beautiful, yeah. movie, moving yeah. record um, about grief and inner torment. Yeah. Um, and if we go back to the start of the record, it, it's, it's kind of it's opened, it's what well, topped and tailed. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, like down we're talking about, about yeah. by uh, by a track that has basically the same name. So this was called uh, Moonrise Prelude, and then Moon End. Um, both normally instrumental pieces, of the, although the second iteration of it has some mumbling, talking in the background that you can't really hear until the very final line of the album, which is her saying, for once in your life, just let go. Um, so that starts off and you're thinking, oh, I mean, I could literally listen to that opening, that opening piece of instrumental music over and over again, and I'd be happy yeah. we'd have to go further than that. But then you get into the album proper and it starts off with Let It Hurt, uh, this is one of the couple of tracks on the album where she reminded me vocally of Amy Mann. Mm. Definitely a bit of that going around. Also, I think it All Farewell Should Be Sudden as well Had that similar kind of vibe on it. And then at other parts of the, of the record, she sounded very much like uh, Terry Nunn, the lead singer from Berlin, uh, both on the song Unravel and on, on the very Berlin sounding, Show Your Face. Um, it's also a duet with James D. Bradfield, The Exchange. Um, mm. She's good friends of the band. She sang on the, the last album um it process a lot about again how i feel about this record in that i actually think it's one of the weakest moments on the record despite being a very good song um i love this similar, similar to, similar, similar to the, the album we just talked about this is another album that i played got to the end and i thought oh this is good isn't it yeah i went back and played it again played, played yeah. it again i up this is going to be a good podcast. Frankly, it's like yeah, it's two, al- two albums, I've gone, yeah, this is what you want. Albums you put on and go, ah, yeah. this is not only saying something, it's meaningful, it's engaging. And also very similar to, um, what we were saying about Wolf Alice. It's also not samey either. It's musically, it, 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 does, it, it, kind of goes in, yeah. div- in quite a lot of different directions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, similar to uh, Wolf This album, I'll be very surprised if this album is not in my top five comedia.
0: It's it's a very very deep, engaging, interesting album, which I liked. Um, and, it, and and also the the sort of the the journey it goes on it, it sort of belies how much of a pop album it is actually as well.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, there's, it, some really you know, songs, there's some really
0: real sort of maturity to the pop music within it. Um uh, I mean, more so in the first half which I think I, I I kind of found easier to listen to and preferred but on repeated listening obviously getting to the second yeah. half it's it's a much more musically more mellow album but as you say all the way through it you've got some what could be lyrically very jarring upsetting lyrics but actually the whole thing just moves so beautifully that it's not jarring at all it it's, it, it takes you on a journey uh, and, it, and it just does it so well and, you know the, the songwriting you've mentioned sort of the, the the sort of pace of that, it, it, it just really sort of flows. Um, uh, James Dean Bradfield made me laugh there because uh, um, talking of pop, I was convinced he was doing his best Robbie Williams impersonation <laughs> at one point. Um, <laughs> it, it sounded so. We reviewed that album of his last year. Um, we did. On this, he sounded completely different, you know. Uh, he was going for it, which, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with. with, with your comments it's a really sort of beautifully crafted album it's you know it's it's wrought it's
1: angst but actually it's delivered so so well right moving on uh, to Bachelor Dooming Sun uh, this is a side project by uh, a couple of artists called Melina Duarte from J Som and Ellen Kempfner from Pale Hound. Um, with an album of sort of love songs in a strange kind of indie yeah.
0: way yeah it's a it's a really quirky album this I mean, it is quirky yes I think, I, I, I think I think quirky really, is a good description so a really quirky, sort of quirky indie album the sort of the sort of album you might have stumbled across uh and not for the first time on this podcast from here on in I'm going to mention the 1990s um it's sort of that sort of not shoegazy but that sort of a kind of kind of post grunge American indie yes. project that that you might have emerged sort of ninety three ninety four. It it comes from that sort of era of of of, of indie rock and 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 um, it's vaguely re- rem- reminiscent of of, of the sort of music at that time. And um, it, it, again, it sort of goes along at quite an interesting pace and there's some sort of different variations on a theme there. And 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 the songs are all not ni- really nice. I mean, you know, the love songs. You know, I really enjoyed, you know staying in the car. Yeah, staying car really uh, in cars really. And yeah. spin out as well. Um, you know, it's 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 <laughs> it's artistic. It's fun, but it's fun. You know. Yes. Um. No, I, I,
1: I. I. Yeah. That's. Uh, that's it. That's me. That's me. That's me on that one. Well, so as I uh, I really like staying staying car, uh, which I thought was very belly esque. Yes. Um. Kind for belly. Uh, <laughs> and is it anything all towards the end? was an album which I quite liked as well um, and you know this was for me this was the classic solid album mm. <laughs> uh, yeah classic but a good t- yes to use our trademarked uh, CTDB Music Very much review so. uh, yeah um, you mentioned Quirky uh, we move on to Black Midi Cavalcade oh um, <laughs> which is the second album from a bunch of Brit school boys um, the opening bars of uh this record uh, and the track John L <laughs> had me taken back to the wondrous world of Frank Zappa, his most avant-garde. <laughs> yeah. With added Robert Fripp and Billy cobb perhaps throw thrown in. Frankly, was, it was just like, this is marvellous. This is great. Uh, uh, and at the same time, it was one of those things that, that I immediately listened to and I thought, this is one I should really put on for the whole family to hear. <laughs> I didn't because, because believe me, I know that within about 10 seconds oh, of this being yeah. on, I would have been asked to, in what? no uncertain terms to take this record off yeah um and it kind of set a stall out which is then bizarrely almost immediately upturned because you go into the next track Marlene, Marlene Dietrich mm-hmm. which is more of a kind of laid back kind of folky number yeah and you're thinking alright uh confused uh right fine um thankfully for me it was not lost because we then go back to some madness uh if in a slightly less confrontational way um But for me, the biggest issue with that album was that I loved the unhinged joy that John Allen gave me so much that nothing else on the album could compare or indeed drag me back. Even though there is a cacophony of prog, jazz, folk and rock kind of all just thrown in. I was thinking at certain times that you're thinking this is the kind of thing Bowie would have been a fan of quite a lot. Of this. Yeah. He, he, he would have been a, a backer of this in band, kind, of, kind band. of going, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Some brilliant bass playing on a couple of the tr- couple of the tracks, um, track slow and the one before that, Chonda, whatever really it. Can't the title of it. I don't think I could pronounce it at the time when I was looking at it on my phone. Um, but really good, just really good bass playing and interesting stuff going in. Uh, Exactly, yeah, that, that one. That one, yeah. The track Before Slow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen the, the album anywhere or everything, you'll T- know which one. Chandra
0: Malika I mean. Patella. I'm
1: going to go with that. That's exactly what I said. Mean. It's yeah. just on the yeah. tip of your tongue. Uh, yeah. Which is quite good. And I also liked that, again, why well, I thought Bowie would like it on Dethroned. Uh, the guy singing has a very kind of, you know, his best kind of Scott Walker kind mm. of impersonation on that. Mm. Um, and also, I really liked the the mix of the bass in that and then you get the kind of uh kind of riff heavy start that's gonna get taken take over so i can't with hand on heart say that it wasn't an interesting record to listen to because it, cause it, it, is, it and, is and there's a going on in it um does it hang together as a record probably not for no. me uh and like no. i said outside of john l which just the bonkersness of it to start to start the album with i just loved uh the rest of it didn't kind of match up.
0: I'm inclined again to agree. I mean, the opening track, um, it's utter madness. Utter, utter madness. Yeah, Frank example acid jazz, spoken word, rock, all thrown in yeah. together with, with with some silences and some not so silent silences, and some thundering bass noises like that effect you get when you listen to you have your headphones on, and the wind blows through them, all that stuff. Um, that that's just crazy. Um, I thought Marlene and Dietrich kind of settled into something. I thought, okay, I see where we're going now because it all went a bit Divine Comedy. Um, yes. Yes. In terms of where that's sort of not a bit folksy, but you know. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean. In terms of terms of them, um, you know. Um. And uh, I thought I thought that sort of settled down, but then it just sort of jumps back, as you're saying, to all these different sort of. I mean, slow spoiler. It's not. Yes. <laughs> <but, laughs> <laughs> um hogwash and boulder dash i think that was probably my favorite if if not the song the title um and and you mentioned scott walker ascending forth at the end yes there was a very i wouldn't say even scott walker it, i'm trying to think of um um the rat pack oh Pick um, one. <laughs> d. Martin. yeah d martin um yes it was d. Martin. Um, Sort of very girl from Ipomina. I know that's Frank Sinatra, but
1: you know that sort yeah. of style. of i said that that, that track because the sixties. Because the thing is that track, pair kind of lures, almost kind of you, you're almost expecting it to be building for, towards mm. something, yeah. <laughs> and then just doesn't go just anywhere, the and then just ends. You know,
0: so that like, was, <laughs> was quite you know, it a kind of nice nod to the sixties. That lounge, it was yeah, I like that, but yeah, does
1: it hang together well? No. <laughs> Right, moving on from uh, weirdness to... Weird. <laughs> uh, probably the, the pop album of the podcast, I guess. Uh, the Veronicas, uh, the fourth studio album by the... Uh, Urugliasto Twins, the first for seven years. Uh, last album was self-titled Veronicas. Uh, I'm fairly certain we reviewed it, but I can't find the podcast we reviewed it in. Um, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I believe we were sat at the desk. God, there. that is a long yeah. time ago because I think it works is I was just demonstrating yeah just de- that's like, good. It's, it's like good radio good podcasting yeah. yeah yes just demonstrating something that you can't actually see yeah, yeah. Um. anyway <laughs> this is the first of two albums they're planning to release this, this year this is the meant to be the upbeat kind of pop record with a second more kind of laid back singer songwritery thing oh, due yeah, in the so. end of the month or so's time yeah. I believe so what do we think of Godzilla I
0: I liked it I mean again more 90s infused rock to begin with uh, but then of course it settles into the sort of the pop um, music of which fans of Veronica's will be more familiar um, I thought it transitions well hmm. and throughout the album um, I particularly liked oh, I mentioned the opening track God said I thought it was very much whole inspired rock hmm. um, and um, I think In My Blood which is like two or three tracks in the big EDM pot hit um, it's massive i was like yeah this is it yeah this is good this is good like right, this um and again as it's similar to perhaps one of the ones we reviewed earlier um it's it, again first half feels like it's louder yeah uh, second half starts to sort of mellow slightly um and except for i think with this track the, one of my favorite certainly lyrically was the, is it is it steaming cars
1: yeah cars, steaming yeah.
0: cars i always love the chorus lyrics of that it was like racing cars drinking bars Strict clubs, waking in bathtubs, and sort yes. all sort of rhyme together <laughs> much better than I've just done it. Um, and I just thought, yeah, this hedonism, hedonism um, but done well. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, lyrically. Uh, I really enjoyed that, it made me chuckle. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to say, great, yeah, great, solid, but better than solid pop album. Look forward to what comes next because I think actually it's always difficult when you know the two albums recorded that close yeah, together yeah, yeah. to get a sense that this is the sort of the, the louder public and the other one's probably much more
1: yes yeah, so it will be interesting, to, interesting to see yeah. what, how that pairs up um, well I mean I, you know, no, I, I do like the veronicas and have seen them live on a couple of occasions and I do think they're definitely one of those bands that um, when they get it right they produce some cracking pop tunes um, and there's examples of that on this record. I think mostly in the first half of the album, if I'm honest, rather than the second half of the album. Uh, let say Godzilla's fun. I think uh, Kaleidoscope, which is yes, of the uh, second yes. is with his pitch-shifting exactly. chorus, you know, banging tune, as Bang they used to tune. say. Um, in My Blood, which you mentioned, was a single that came out about three years ago now, uh, when they were first trying to do this album. Uh, and then lots of things happened, and obviously didn't happen, and various other things. Um, but still, it's been slightly reworked for the purposes of this, this album, but it's still a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, high score as well, I uh, was in the sunlight. I could almost imagine kind of Taylor Swift doing that that kind of, yeah. that kind of thing. I thought, yeah, um, cool. Stealing Cars, which you mentioned, really, really, really good. Um, there a couple of songs I was less keen on uh, in it to win it, and I think 101 something or other, um, mm-hmm. which were a bit too little mixy for me. Um, that's something against Little Mix because I saw them live, um, but but yeah, but it did just yeah it just didn't feel as strong, um, and I also quite like the I think towards the end the only high which I think which is what, the main yeah. ballad on the album. Big that, ballad. I thought that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, so yeah, overall I thought pretty good, and as you say, it'll be quite in- interesting to see what the uh, companion album is like. Yeah, we should review that one we should indeed so we finish with some rock uh, and Weezer and Van Weezer uh, another album that was delayed due to uh, Covid uh, this is Kumo and Rivers Kumo and the band returning to their cars influenced rock roots to rattle through 30 minutes and I mean rattle through 30 minutes really of does. fun 80s stadium rock yeah. um, I think they chose to do this the because they are about to go out, they are about to be going out on tour with Green Day and Fall Out so obviously yeah. they obviously wanted an appropriate album to be to be touring with. Um, Again, it's a reminder of when they're kind of firing on all cylinders of how good they are at this type of stuff. It is kind of literally kind of Bill and Ted's Wild Stallions type thing, uh, wrote wild really. It's uh, from the opening track, Hero, which interestingly for pop trivia people, uh, has Daniel got to get through this bedding field as one of the (laughs) co-writers. But from that moment, uh, to the end of the album it is literally a foot-tapping head-bobbing slice of summer rock fun um, um, and arguably I don't really say same than that really it doesn't really hang around long enough to get boring or annoying um, it's clearly not reinventing anything or doing anything new and indeed it lifts from Asia's Heat of the Moment, Blue Oyster Cults, Don't Fear the Reaper, Billy Joel's for Longest Time, Motley Cruz, Girls Girls Girls, <laughs> and most obviously on, on the song Blue Dream, when it literally is the yeah. opening thing, yeah. uh, Crazy Train from Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, with tunes like Hero, uh, End of the Game, uh, Beginning of the End, and Sheila Can Do It, uh, as well as the very fun metal riffing on One More Hit, one more hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was left pretty happy. And I, you know, um, a good album to end the podcast on I think it, definitely
0: it, it we've we've covered some pretty deep lyrics some dark lyrics um, some ethereal etheral lyrics um here's some lyrics I could have written when I was 15 yeah <laughs> but but yeah so enjoyable um you know I particularly one more hit which could be a simple song about sex or, or drugs yes. or both who knows yes. um you know it, it's it, it's the classic 90s rock you summed it up best when you said Bill and Ted um, it's, it's, it's fresh from the indie disco um, it's, it's, it's a jolly record It's a fun record uh, It's a wide knock it it's, really, it's a really nice one to finish on yeah. And actually um, I, I think this is um, I feel like this is the first podcast we've had for a while Where actually we've come out of this I've come out of this one smiling Because I think the first one we did When we were back together in the studio Last time around was a bit mellow I don't know if that was us or or maybe that's the yeah. selection of records. I feel like the records are starting to catch up with, 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 twenty twenty one, whatever that means.
1: Well, let's hope it continues for the next podcast. Um, I think anyone that's listening to it, we don't really need to say what our Tweezer. albums about.